They've met with the pastor week after week. He's taught them our precepts and Christ Jesus to seek. He shared the law of our God, which we strive to keep, the prayers, the creeds, and the sacraments deep. Now these young saints are right to partake in Christ's body and blood, all for his sake. A gift you are seeking to commemorate this? Ad Crucem has just what you won't want to miss. We've got icons, art, ornaments, jewellery and more, greeting cards, crucifixes, posters, gifts galore. Your catechized friend will love what you give and treasure the gift all the days that they live. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. Listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Today we have an iron ladle challenge. Yes. Which means there's food no. in the studio. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> These are always a lot of fun when we get to have food in studio because Erin always brings whatever she's making. Mm-hmm. So it's a super special day. And I know Rachel has something. My food was already consumed two days ago, so I don't have it in the studio. Mine is currently a mental construct. <laughs> For an upcoming barbecue, eventually. Right, yeah, <laughs> at some point. Yes. So, Erin, what is the Iron Ladle Challenge for today? Today's Iron Ladle Challenge is cookout sides. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is that time of year when people are getting together outside, they're using the grill, and we wanted to discuss the sides that you could bring and the variety of sides that are out there mm-hmm. for that. So that that's what today's Iron Ladle Challenge is, is the cookout sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have gone barbecue, and we, we did keep, that did keep coming up, but I feel barbecue is a narrower definition of a cookout, mm-hmm. more specific type of cookout yeah i think i think yeah. the cookout is broader this could be barbecue this could be you know burgers picnics, hot this dog. could be yeah yeah, yeah exactly. this could be a church picnic because i know yes. a lot of us absolutely. are hoping to have one of those coming up absolutely that's true yeah i had a mm-hmm. picnic this year for church and there was a parade and i was in it <laughs> oh the trifecta Right. Nice. I rode in a convertible. It was beautiful. What? It's like bucket list item. <laughs> Check. <laughs> All right. So, Aaron, oh, do you want to go first or do you want to go last? How do we uh, want to do this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How well, do we... how about since Rachel is being tempted You're by right. the devil? You're right. Herself, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's have Rachel go first. It's not the time. devil, it's coleslaw, Brie. Coleslaw is much closer to heaven than the other place. Mm, coleslaw, coleslaw, you're my greatest friend. Oh, we're going wow. to we're have to resurrect this. We are. Yeah, stickers for oh, this episode. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I still have some hmm. of the coleslaw from the original mm, coleslaw. From the archives. Excellent. So yeah. tell, tell us about this coleslaw, Rachel. Slaw, yeah, I will. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is a comfort food for me that I have to make for myself out here in New England because nobody here has ever heard of it. But if you are in the Midwest, which I know a lot of our listeners are, you will know immediately what I mean when I say ramen noodle slaw. 
Um, <laughs> does not equate in Connecticut. No, no. They everyone wow. looks at me funny until they try it, and then they ask me yeah. for the recipe. Exactly. Um, same as in as in Virginia. I, I it was a big hit down there. It's wonderful Midwestern comfort food. Two things that you don't think should go together, which is cabbage and uncooked ramen noodles, but mm. they do. Wait, mm-hmm. uncooked ramen? I don't yep. think I've ever had that. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh what are you doing with your life? <laughs> is it a Michigan thing? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I first discovered it in Michigan, so yeah, it could okay. be, but Sarah's from Michigan. She should know better. I, well, I yeah. know. Well, that's why I wondered if it wasn't a Michigan thing, and that's huh. why she wasn't exposed no. to it. But I don't know. It's just, I, I guess you can have a weird... You Either know, you've had it or you haven't, and it, it works beautifully. <laughs> so I'm going... It, mm-hmm. And it actually, by the way... In this inflation-heavy culture, a mm-hmm. side that consists mm-hmm. primarily of raw cabbage and ramen mm-hmm. noodles is going to not set you back uh, as, true. as far true. because there is there are very few things that are more affordable than cabbage and ramen Struggle noodles. Struggle side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you can make this a really fancy and delicious dish. Mm-hmm. So your base recipe here is to start with a bag of coleslaw. Now, you can do this by chopping your cabbage up yourself, and I have done it many times. I make this dish every, at least every couple of weeks because my son, who does not like coleslaw, loves this and will go back for thirds. Hmm. Excellent. Um, so you can chop your cabbage, but when I'm making it for a party, I like to start with a bagged mix for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, they put all the slivered carrots in there already, which is very attractive. Oh, two, the bagged coleslaw mix tends to be a little bit drier. And so it is mm-hmm. more apt to soak up the flavor of the sauce. Um, when you when you cut cabbage fresh, sometimes it's a little bit wetter. Oh, and yeah. and, and so it doesn't absorb quite the yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. So I like, to, I like to start with a bagged mix, which I did today because this is a special occasion. It's true. <laughs> and so you start with one 16-ounce package of, I think it's 16 ounces. Anyway, whatever the regular size is of coleslaw, <laughs> like dull coleslaw mix. Put in a bowl. Get a bigger bowl than you think you're going to need because this stuff fluffs up as you go. Mm. Then you're going to take two packages of ramen noodles. My mom likes to use chicken. I do not. I think the flavor of the beef is the most Mm. robust. Mm. If you don't have that, use something like a soy sauce, the one that used to be called Oriental, but it isn't now. The blue one. The blue Blue ramen is the best. (laughs) You are going to want red or you are going to want blue. Some people like the chicken and that's fine. But those are the ones that I think the flavor is the nicest for. I always use beef. Okay. So you're going to take the, the noodle packets out and set the flavor packets aside. You will use those I later. I think the flavor packets were used, but keep going. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes. I'm so intrigued Whoa. now. Here okay, we go. So you, and then you very carefully crush the ramen noodles into whatever bite-sized pieces. These are uncooked, by the way. So they have a nice crunch to them. Crush them. Use your hands. Because, and it doesn't matter how you do this, you're going to be finding ramen noodles like under your counters Mm. six months from now because they just go everywhere. But Mm -hmm. if you do it a lot, you develop a technique that I can't really explain, but it keeps most of the noodles where you want them. So you've got cabbage (laughs) and you've got your noodles. And if you want to stop there, if you're on a budget, you can stop there. We'll talk about add-ins in a minute because almost everybody does add-ins. But for your sauce, you are going to put together... If you're doing it my way, now the recipe that was given to me had everything in half cups. And I've always found that just a little bit too saucy and a little greasy. Mm-hmm. So I do mm. quarter cups, quarter cups of everything. Okay. 
quarter cup white sugar, quarter cup white vinegar, quarter cup vegetable oil. Hmm. Hmm. Put it in a pot or a microwave safe container. Add in your two flavor packets. There's your salt. There it is. There. Uh huh. And just heat just until the sugar is dissolved, either in the microwave or on the stove. And but then, not in the microwave safe bowl if you're doing it on the stove. To or be not clear. in a pot if you're doing it in the microwave. Thank you, Bree. Right. Yeah, this that is would very be good practical <laughs> advice. Context is key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you get your sauce all mixed up. And just like I said, just warm it until the sugar is dissolved and the flavor packets mm-hmm. are dissolved too. And then you're going to pour it over your your slaw and then just mix and mix well. You're going to want to keep mixing for a while so that all those flavors get absorbed by the noodles and the cabbage. And then chill until you're ready to serve. This is really good the first day, kind of good the second day. Hopefully it's gone by the third day because then the cabbage and the noodles both start to get a little soggy. Yep. Yeah. Resemble each other. No. So you really, you really want to want to to do do this up the day you're doing it. But thankfully, it comes together really quickly. And so that is the basic recipe, and it is delicious just like that. And I think if you count the sugar, the vinegar, the oil, and the cabbage and the noodles, you're like less than five dollars for this big Mm -hmm. pot of food. Yeah. However. If you are making it for a special occasion, which today a lot is. of your church picnics are, today is, you can do add-ins. And there are yeah. so many things you can add into what this basic recipe. add-ins? Today, I didn't actually buy anything special for this. I just used oh. what I had around. Pantry add-ins. <gasps> the best kind. Uh-huh. I love a good um, so what I did today was toast in a saucepan with just a little olive oil, toasted up some slivered almonds. Yes. I knew it. Some pepitas that were starting to go a little stale. Ooh. But toast them up and they come right back. That's, you know, yeah. whether in the oven or in the saucepan. And then right at the end, I, I tossed in some uh, minced dehydrated onions um, to just add a little onion flavor just into the oil right as the things were toasting. And then that was my add-ins for today. So I've got cabbage, noodles, pepitas, almonds, and diced onions, which is the crunch. Marvelous. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good. Other things I like to add in, if I have them around, I love to add in sunflower seeds. Mm, yeah. Pretty much any seeds. Sesame seeds. Yes, that's where I was going. Not. Uh-huh. Slivered green onions. Mm, Some people like to add in slivered red onions. I do not like raw onions unless they're green onions. So I never, never put raw onions in pretty much anything. I do, however, love to add in, you know how you always end up after Thanksgiving and Christmas with like a a small handful of French fried onions from the green bean casserole? Mm -hmm. I usually eat those first. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if they survive, toss those into the salad and they are amazing and make it a little bit more decadent. Mm -hmm. You can, if you're, oh, you can add some slivered red cabbage, you know, anything, anything like that. If you're trying to make it healthier, you can also cut down on the noodles, maybe just use one packet or you can up the cabbage. And I will probably, right now I'm doing this decadent style but if i serve this later i will probably add in another cup or so of shredded cabbage um, just to stretch it further and and increase the health value because this Mm -hmm. my friends is not a health food (laughs) 
All that roughage ain't gonna help. It's got the cabbage. <laughs> but it is a but comfort food, food. Not mm-hmm. a health food. But, you know, for a summer barbecue, you like it to be delicious more than healthy, I'm afraid. Another nice thing about it is that because it is just an oil and vinegar dressing, you can let this thing set out for quite a while before you have to be concerned about consuming it, mm. which is always a nice a nice bonus to have just a little less anxiety at your mm-hmm. summer cookout. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm going to continue eating this through I'll try to mute my microphone when I'm when I'm chewing it because it is crunchy. It is crunchy. The cabbage, the noodles, the the almonds, everything's crunchy, but it's a really nice sort of sla- savory, sl- lightly sweet, kind of a, a mildly exotic but not It's just it's Does it have an Asian flair to it? It does because it's got the ramen noodle Seasoning. So I'm wondering, like, what if you did, it wouldn't be, I don't think you would want to replace the vegetable oil fully with sesame oil. But could oh, you I've give, done that before. I have to be like, careful. Like a half and half, yeah. not even a half mm-hmm. and half, yeah. but maybe like a 25-75 mm-hmm. yes, totally. situation or like you a rice one. A, you could add a little bit of sesame oil. Yeah, like a tablespoon mm-hmm. or two. Yeah. Don't want to go full sesame oil. I did that once and I think I made myself sick. Yeah, oh, yeah it's very, that. very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that adds some nice aromatic quality to it mm-hmm. as well. I love um, sesame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also, you know, swap out. I do not recommend. I've done this before because I was out of white vinegar. Do not recommend apple cider vinegar for this. Mm-hmm. However, if you have some rice wine vinegar, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes a very nice substitute mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. to just sort of, again, add ramp up that Asian flavor a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. it's got plenty ramen noodles taste as ramen noodles taste <laughs> and the, the sugar and the vinegar combining with that add um, a little ginger oh ginger to the dressing pickled ginger oh i love ginger that's options yeah erin you're brilliant yeah i'm (laughs) I'm totally doing that (laughs) (laughs) but i would if you have other add-ins that i just haven't thought of yet that you would like to share let me know because i'm always looking for ways to dress this salad up now you when you calculate the cost of the add-ins you could be looking at a 20 dollars salad instead of a five dollar salad yeah but yeah. it's a special occasion go all out make yeah. this thing as dressy as with- you like exactly it will be delicious you probably won't have leftovers and you will likely have to give out the recipe to all your friends who are not from the right corner of the midwest to have encountered this before <laughs> because it really is really is a treat yeah i will say my in in our family my sister is often the one that makes this particular salad for our labor day annual labor day picnic and a little a little tip that i always thought was very clever because that picnic is not close to anyone's house we all have to drive a ways to get there an hour or two so she mixes it all up except she reserves the the ramen noodles and if any nuts she sets those mm-hmm. aside in a, in a ziploc baggie until we actually get there and it, we're actually ready to eat then at that point she mixes those in so that they stay crispy because you Rachel mm-hmm. commented that it really is best the first day that that extra crunch so she yeah. just holds that out until the very last minute to add in so oh yeah them. and you could very easily if you had the sauce ready to go in a jelly dryer you could very easily assemble this on site it's not hard yeah i mean you can also i feel like you 
you're right. You could totally assemble it just there. I feel like you could uh, you could mix in the cabbage. It mm-hmm. won't. That might even be good to have that sort of like marinate even a little bit, possibly. Mm. But you're right. You could. It would also be a very easy one to just pull pull all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is my iron ladle contribution for today. I wish you were all here Delicious. so I could share it with you. But I will eat your portions for you, and we'll thank all you. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Rachel, that sounded amazing. Delicious. And yes. yeah, so that's hungry. a that's a classic out there. Sarah, yeah. what do you have? So I actually got to go to a barbecue cookout on Saturday. It wasn't outside because it thunderstormed all day. So it Yum. was an indoor barbecue cookout. But I was very excited about this because I could actually try out my experimental recipes on actual people who weren't my husband. (laughs) So I apologize to everyone who was at that dinner and had to taste my experimental food, but it turned out good. (laughs) It was fine. So if you've been listening, no, you're fine. I'm going to be a little bit while you talk. (laughs) So I'll try not to do, I had one particularly loud moment, but now (laughs) carry on. So if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know I have a whole slew of food allergies and I can't eat almost anything. But, however, vegetables are kind of my jam. So yeah, They really are. <laughs> they really are. When fruits aren't. LOL. <laughs> uh, so I decided I would alter and be inspired. That is very loud. <laughs> Sorry, I've got one more. That's me. That's me opening the cake, the cake box at two in the morning and everyone hears it. It's the loudest noise ever. Yep. It wakes the dead. I don't want to hear anyone. I, I don't want anyone. This would be such a convenient way to like do this and no. not have to pause recording. I just no. want to eat my cake in shame at two thirty okay, in the morning. Now all the loud part is done. Okay. 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 Hopefully. <laughs> I want to get out chewing coleslaw, except I muted my microphone. Because <laughs> uh, that is also very loud. Yes. So I thought I would take some inspiration from some of my lunch dishes and make a sheet pan roasted veggie side dish. Mm, so butternut squash might be my favorite food of all time. all time. It is so good. Every time I go to Trader Joe's and buy my multiple bags of butternut, they're like, wow, you like butternut squash. What are you making? <laughs> Every time. Because I buy like six bags a week. You should make them feel like a bunch of jerks. Be like, I have a food allergy. Is this all I can eat? <laughs> so, of course, this had to include butternut. I also, I combined butternut and zucchini and beef from a previous Iron Ladle mm. Challenge from the Diet of mm. Worms episode. Delicious combo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this combo actually is inspired by a previous <laughs> Iron Ladle episode. Nice. So butternut squash, zucchini, and I, I, I needed another, I needed a third veggie to add some extra pizzazz to this because butternut mm-hmm. and zucchini aren't, neither of them are really strong okay. flavors. That's true. And normally I pair it with beef, which has zucchini a nice. Zucchini especially is. Right. Yeah, it's got a sweetness, but it's mild. So I was like, "Ooh, let's let's try broccoli in this." So this is this is very much proportional. This Mm. is very proportional. So I can tell you the the how I made it, but this is very scalable. If you have only Mm -hmm. a few people, or if you're feeding a ton of people, so I did equal parts butternut squash and zucchini. And then half of that in broccoli because I didn't want the broccoli. Broccoli is a strong flavor. I didn't want it to overwhelm. Mm-hmm. I figured half would be about right. And it worked. So my bags of butternut squash come in 12 ounces. So I did 24 ounces of butternut, 
24 ounces of zucchini and 12 ounces of broccoli. I weigh all my food. This is how I function. Mm, that's how you're <laughs> supposed to do it, honestly. Okay. <laughs> and I and noticed you easy. did not pair the butternut squash because that's a lot of work. Oh, no. So, pro tips. If you can find <laughs> butternut that is already chopped, unless you love chopping whole fresh butternut. Nobody loves that. Who loves that? I don't know. Some people might love doing that. I, I hate doing it. clear also- the size of my head to do it with anything approaching satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also, like, when I peel butternut, it, like chemical peels my hands it's Ew. super weird it is, they have like a weird yeah. enzyme or something you're right yeah so it makes my hands feel funny so i just stopped doing that but mm. butternut is like a whole thing now so you, you can generally find it in stores fresh chopped it makes it so much it's a little bit more expensive but it's totally worth mm. it in my opinion it's that convenience fee yeah the, you can probably also find it frozen i i have not tried this with frozen i have baked frozen butternut before and it just doesn't roast the same way you could probably do it and it would be okay but it wouldn't be as good so fresh chopped butternut squash i just get regular zucchini do they even i don't even know if they sell pre-chopped zucchini zucchini is easy they do zoodles (laughs) that's true done but that's true mm. i don't know how zoodles would work in this i don't probably know that's another experiment for another Mm -hmm. day i just i i I quarter them lengthwise Mm -hmm. and then i chop them so you get like quarter rounds about like Mm -hmm. a quarter inch thick they bake really well for those of you who are listening and not able to actually see this sarah (laughs) has actually demonstrated this entire process (laughs) with her hands i can't see your hands i talk with my hands i am a t-rex this is how this works um so then then with the broccoli they also sell pre-chopped broccoli so if you don't feel like chopping your own broccoli no shame in that i don't care you can buy the pre-chopped broccoli it's fine i buy like gigantic heads of broccoli at, Mm. at aldi so that's that's how i do it it's nice and cheap i would definitely go for the the heads and try not to use any of the stem i don't think that the stems wouldn't work so well in this. They're not gonna. They're not gonna roast quite Just as make well. Broccoli mm. fries with it. Oh, hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I chopped the broccoli into bite-sized pieces. That may vary depending on the people you're eating with, but I tried to keep them a little bit smaller so people mm. wouldn't have to like try to cut broccoli with the side of the mm. fork because that really mm-hmm. doesn't work so well. Especially, Especially not if it's a plastic yeah, fork. Yeah, does not work uh, well. So I would air for slightly yeah. smaller so people can like get a little mixture of stuff. But actually making it preheat the oven to four hundred. <laughs> Brie has a plastic fork. I'm in jail. (laughs) Sorry. Preheat the oven to 400. Toss the butternut in oil, salt, and pepper or other things if if you would like. But that's all I used and it was amazing. I will say that for something like this, a small amount of oil does go a long way. I am a huge fan of olive oil. But if you get Mm. too much in a sheet pan, it's going to get soggy really Mm. fast. So toss it just enough to like coat it salt and pepper spread it out i have a gigantic baking sheet that i actually got from the international center yes. so it's like commercial kitchen and barely wow. fits in my oven fixed your it giveaway. works it works perfect for this though spread it out put it in about 20 25 ish minutes depending on your oven you want it to be like starting to brown but not completely done yet and then i always put that in first and then chop my veggies while it's cooking because i like efficiency but you do however you want and then <laughs> so when the butternut's halfway done you pull it out mix it around a bit and then i dumped all right, I um, tossed the zucchini and the broccoli separately in oil and salt and pepper. And I use Celtic salt because the flavor is amazing. It doesn't mm-hmm. taste like table salt. It tastes like minerally goodness. And then I, I layered the zucchini on top of the butternut and then the broccoli on top of the zucchini. And I thought about mixing it, but there were so many veggies on the tray. I didn't want to dump them all over the place. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to let it go in layers and see what happened. It actually worked really nicely because the broccoli got a nice 
roasted layer on the top okay. and it was wonderful. So I put that in another 20, 20 to 25 minutes again. You're looking for the broccoli to get roasty on top and the zucchini. You want it to be soft, like not raw hard, but not like disintegrating either. Mm. If it's starting to mm -hmm. disintegrate, you want to pull it out for sure. Mm -hmm. And then pull it out and mix it up and you're ready. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. I was thinking for people who don't have a lot of food allergies, like this is a really good allergy friendly meal. But if you don't have any food allergies and you want to spice it up, some cheese on this would probably be really good. Mm. Um, some yeah. herbs like rosemary or thyme, some garlic would probably be really good. All of that stuff would probably be really nice. The broccoli already has a bit a nice crunch to it. You could add maybe some toasted nuts if you wanted to, but I don't think it's really necessary. Mm -hmm. um, you could spice it up a little like that if you want. So I served it to my people at our at our cookout, and I think I got a compliment uh, without me asking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, they were all like, "These are really good." Oh, so wonderful! It was nice. I was very happy because. I have weird food stuff, so sometimes I'm not sure if my food is actually good for people who can eat everything. <laughs> I but love your cooking, Sarah. It's amazing. It's roasted good. veggies. <sighs> You've never so made good. something that I hated. Oh, yeah. thanks. Or even disliked remotely. I have a bonus recipe, too. Yes! Oh. <laughs> um, Score. Because I, because I actually went to a cookout, uh -huh. I needed something to drink. So I have okay. a bonus drink yes. recipe. I like sparkly drinks and I really like ginger ale, but I have a hard time drinking stuff from the store. And this recipe is super easy. So even if you can buy stuff at the store, if you just kind of like experimenting with stuff in the kitchen, this is super easy. So it's ginger seltzer made with ginger syrup. So I got a ginger syrup recipe from the Harvest Kitchen and I can share it with Rachel for the show notes too. So y'all can make this too. And, and this is with Rachel just because. Thank you. I love ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. And it's it's very uh, multi-purpose ginger syrup, too. So I just bought a one of those bags of, of ginger root, fresh ginger root. It's just ginger root water and honey. Super simple. Ooh. So a three quarter cup water, a cup of fresh ginger root peeled and sliced, which we figured out was about four ounces. And you also don't have to peel it. You can not necessary, which makes it even easier. Mm -hmm. And then the recipe says three quarter cup of honey, but it is definitely added to taste. <laughs> so you slice the ginger, slice and chop the ginger into little like small pieces, simmer it for 20 minutes in the water uncovered, and then you uh, strain it to get the ginger chunks out. And then you add the honey to taste, mix it up and then refrigerate it. It's that easy. Nice. We added the full three quarter cup of honey because we're like, what could go wrong? It's honey. It was very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like it, if you like it sweet and less spicy, go for it. Like it was it was good. Mm. It was just quite sweet. I like my ginger ale spicy with mild sweetness. So I'm yeah. I'm going to like I'm going to cut that okay. honey in half the next time I make this. It was a bit much. But the, the ginger spice was really nice. Um, mm. So I added I had a liter of just plain sparkling water. And I added, it was a little more than half of this mixture to the sparkling water. And it was really good. Delicious. So, so you can use this for like ginger water. You can just mix it into water. You can put it into hot water and have like instant tea. Lemonade. You can make, yeah, put it in lemonade for ginger lemonade. You can put it in smoothies. You mm -hmm. can make ginger ale like I did. So like there's all kinds of options for it. And it's mm -hmm. so delicious. Nice. Really easy. Nice. So there you go. There's really good. Yeah. Yeah. If you decide to decrease 
the honey next time and you already know you want to do that. Yeah. I might suggest that you sort of guess how much you might use and only use that amount of water. Use the same amount of ginger, but decrease the water as well because you don't want it to be like a watery. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I may so also might... simmer the ginger a little bit longer too. Yeah. Because yeah. it needed Make a bit. A nice concentrate. It needed yes. a little bit more spice. Okay. But I'm like, yeah. I like the 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 reeds like extra ginger. Yeah. <laughs> ginger yeah. Melt your face <laughs> like, up. Ginger ale. <laughs> like burns the way down. Uh-huh. <laughs> so spicy. <laughs> well, so I recently bad. discovered you can get, and this would be like a even more of a shortcut, but you can get just ginger juice. Yeah, has no sugar at all. It's that's just true. The juice of ginger. Hmm. So, like in a jar, and then you can mix it. Yeah, nice. with honey. But yeah, your ginger homemade ginger sparkling ginger soda sounds. Yeah, delicious. it sounds divine. It and does. it's not that expensive either, which no. is really nice. Yeah, and I love a good homemade bevy, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There are my contributions. Allergy friendly. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, I I decided to go with bean salad, but I couldn't decide because I thought of one and then I immediately thought of another. I love beans. And so we have multi-generational bean salads that I'm offering <laughs> you today. I'm so happy oh, right now. <laughs> what do you mean multi-gen? Like yes. one is five years old and one is two years old and one is... One <laughs> is my Grammy's bean salad recipe oh, recipes okay and the other is my mom's bean salad recipe there you go um, now, wisdom of the uh, ages yeah. exactly yes. exactly 20 year old fruit so cake. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> make him eat old food again you liked that if you I don't love want it, yours i'll take it <laughs> what is this Okay, mm. so passing out the samples. Oh, I no, wish I, I wasn't in Connecticut right now. Oh no! Noisy foods here. Okay, so walk um, me through this. Okay, so <laughs> you're gonna you have the option. I'll talk about my mom's first, or which one do you want me to talk about first? Which, which one? Um, it doesn't matter. I just okay. bit this creamy one first, okay. but I want to do this one also. Okay, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my Grammys first. That is a sour cream bean and tomato salad. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. And I have a very vivid, it's, it's one of the classic ones that she would always make. And so I actually have a photograph of the recipe card <laughs> that my, my mom had. She took a picture of it, and it's written out in my grandmother's handwriting, and she has a little note in there as well. She calls it tomato and bean combo salad, but I feel sour cream is a key component. Yeah, so yeah. for sure. Yeah. Sour cream, bean, and tomato salad. I like it. So you mix a half a cup of sour cream, mm-hmm. a quarter cup of Italian dressing, Oh, and that's your dressing. Uh, so you hmm. just mix up those two. That's your that's your flavorings, basically. And then to that, you you have two cups of cut up Chinese long green beans. Huh. Um, I'm guessing she first had the salad when they lived in Hong Kong. Oh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Chinese long green beans. I just used regular green beans because they do they do actually taste the same. Are these raw or cooked? They are cooked. You don't want them super. They aren't canned green beans. You would not use canned green beans. So they're cooked green beans, not raw. Um, Okay, just like like flash cooked. 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. Al dente. And then, so two cups of green beans, a cup and a half cherry tomatoes or mm. two medium-sized tomatoes. I use the cherry tomatoes. And a half a cup chopped spring onion. So, and then you just combine combine it all and and mix it and chill for at least two hours. So she has a note. Apparently, I'm guessing once she came once she came back that she says, "I saw a packet of seeds in Prangway called Silly Seeds, <laughs> and they were for long two foot pole beans, edible." Could they be like Chinese beans? She wondered. Um, I love it. So on the recipe card. On the recipe card. <laughs> the little asterisk. I love it. <laughs> Editor's note. Yeah, exactly. Well, I um, didn't. I didn't so know how long beans could be until uh, following Beth uh, Ritzman's Instagram page, and she's uh-huh. got some growing in her garden. Beth Ritzman from our conversations with creatives episode. Yeah, she's got yeah. some growing in her garden that are. 12 18 inches long and they're like beans are amazing they're fabulous and now that there are so many more interesting varieties are available through mail order like heirloom catalogs and such you got some real options there's beans overload right here yeah (laughs) but this recipe is i'm gonna try this yeah it's delicious so easy very satisfying super easy almost put potatoes in this too like a potato salad with the green beans and the tomatoes. Mm. You probably... I don't know I mean, why. I feel you like... You could. Why well, I mean, not? it's got sour cream, so... I mean, there would be nothing Sorry, that I'm wouldn't just taste good inhaling it, so. this whole <laughs> bean plate. Um, okay, well, pause a moment. I can't. Um, <laughs> or at least be aware that you have the option. The the second bean salad before is champagne bean salad. Yeah, okay, Before we're ahead. done with, with... This was yeah. Grammy's bean salad, right? Yes. I, I know I asked, are they raw or are they cooked? But I am mm-hmm. feeling very, very tempted to try this with raw green beans. And this mm-hmm. may sound weird, but my kids love green beans raw and do not like mm-hmm. them cooked because they grew oh. up with them Same. straight out of the garden. And if you pick them straight mm-hmm. out of the garden, they are a really delicious snacking food. Yeah. It's only when they've yeah. sat on supermarket right. shelves for a long time that you feel the need to cook them before eating them. Sure. Huh. And so even, even now, I have this habit when I cook fresh green beans of leaving out a small bowl of Mm -hmm. raw ones for the kids to snack on and that of course goes a lot faster so i feel like i want to try this recipe with raw beans give it a try see see what you think yeah uh see how it goes it's worth it's worth a try yeah um i don't think i don't think it would be terrible by any means so yeah yeah i I just i gotta try it and and also tomatoes and green beans tend to come ripe about the same time so Mm -hmm. you have the potential to have an awesome garden fresh salad yes yes you're delaying my bliss (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll be i'll I'll shut up about the the creamy bean salad so you can eat the other one erin So the champagne bean salad has the option. This is what I wanted to slide in there before you just eaten it all is that you have the option. You can just eat it with a fork or a spoon. That's fine. You can also eat it with tortilla chips. If you don't want, if you're like, I'm not feeling the chips, that's fine. But I wanted you to be aware that it had that was an option that you could you could consider. Try it with the chip. Um, Peer pressure. So, twist my arm. Okay. <laughs> so with <laughs> crunchy. Yeah, more noisy, more noisy sound effects. <laughs> um, 
This is what happens yeah. when you have food in the studio. So the people that, side note, the people that always record after us in the studio, one day they caught me in the hallway and they're like, did you guys have food in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> it smelled funny. Caught out there. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there was yeah. something with a lot of onion that day. Uh-huh. She was like, yeah, I wondered what was going on. <laughs> ready? Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Give it to us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well <done>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put a trigger warning in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I don't think my husband will be able to listen to this episode. <laughs> that was, that was nice musical, Bree. Thank you. Yes. Food yes. ASMR. <laughs> okay. So champagne bean salad. This one came to me from my mom. And it is also... It's not, it's not going to be as economical as Rachel's cabbage and ramen salad. <laughs> you really can't but do better than that. <laughs> it's going to go a far distance and it's not going to be, it's not going to be expensive. So you need for champagne bean salad, you need one can of each of these beans, the small red beans. Uh, you could use kidney beans, but I just think they're too big. So I like a small red bean. Mm-hmm. Garbanzo beans. Mm. Love those. Black-eyed peas, which at my grocery oh. store are not on the shelf with the beans. They're on the shelf with the vegetables and corn. Right. So if you yeah. find yourself searching for the can of black-eyed peas, check out the, the canned vegetables section. Peas and not beans. Yes, straight up, yeah. I guess. Mm. I mean they're they're a, but I mean they're, they're definitely the a bean. So anyway, <laughs> black-eyed peas. Pinto beans mm-hmm. and then cannellini beans, mm. which are essentially the white kidney beans. Mm-hmm. So that one is already sort of a bigger bean. So one of each of those, one small can of corn. Uh-huh. Okay. And okay, Rachel, brace yourself. Although I'm betting you could substitute green onion, but a half a cup of red onion chopped, finely chopped. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I think substitute the green onion if you really felt strongly about it but uh with all those beans it's just a half a cup of red onion so yeah. it's not not a lot it's not heavy on the red onion well maybe um, I, I, a sweet vidalia something yeah, a little yeah, bit milder like, sweet vidalia really would good. be a fine fine choice yeah so you combine all of those in another bowl you're going to combine three quarter cup Champagne vinegar, and that's Ooh. where the name champagne bean salad comes from. Ah. It's, uh, it is, it's a fancy vinegar, so that's the like I've the slight. I've never heard of that, but it's not. It's not actually that expensive. It's still on the. It's still on the shelf with all the other vinegars at a regular grocery store. It's huh. way better oh. than I thought when you said the name of this salad. Yeah. I thought we were going to have to splurge on a bottle of champagne. Um, no. <laughs> no. How does that taste um, different from regular like white vinegar? It would be well. It's it's definitely as a white vinegar is not going to, it's just going to be distilled white vinegar. You could totally substitute like a white wine vinegar. You yeah. could do an apple cider vinegar. You could do a red wine vinegar. It's a little fruitier, um, I feel like. Yeah. Ah. So if you just can't find it, then then substitute a different, don't use balsamic. That is not. I was can't saying, totally going to ask, can I use balsamic? No, no. <laughs> balsamic is like a powerful syrup. Um, <laughs> it is. I love it. <laughs> it's delicious, but you can't sub it. So, but 
try it. See if you have, if there's the champagne vinegar, you can use it in most ways you would use one of those other vinegars. So it's hmm. anyway, three quarter cup of that, three tablespoons of sugar, two tablespoons of olive oil hmm. and a half a teaspoon of salt. Then optionally, you can add a quarter cup of cilantro that's been chopped Ooh. up. Hmm. I did not do that because I made this salad to bring to my aunt's birthday party yesterday, and I knew my mom was going to be there. And my mom, ever since she recovered from COVID, she does not like the taste of cilantro. Does it taste like anymore. soap to her now? It does. It, it gets in that direction. I, I have wow. never liked cilantro. For that reason, yeah. it always tastes skunky You're to right. me. So, yeah, there's. And, uh, but I know a lot of people who say they don't get yeah. that at all and they love it. And that's. There's, apparently, there's two camps of people right. for some reason. Uh, but I did I not think it's possible to switch. Right. But apparently, she, she no longer likes it. So I did not wow. include it in mine because I knew she'd be there and she was glad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you combine all the dressing ingredients until the sugar is dissolved. And you just stir it and it'll dissolve pretty quickly. And then you just mix it in with the beans. It gets better the longer it sits. Yes. Uh, Eat it at room temperature if possible, but you're going to store it in the fridge, you know, overnight and that sort of thing. But if you can make it the day before you'd be eating it, but I made it the day of and it still was delicious. So you are now having it. I believe it's about, it's almost two days old and it Mm. was, it was very tasty. Divine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So serve it with tortilla chips or a spoon. It's it's good. It's almost like <laughs> picnic a picnic fork. Yeah, a picnic fork. Uh that would be fine. Like, you know, it's it's going to just get better and better until it starts going back down the other side. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's not going to last that long. So you shouldn't like it's not you're not going to hit a, you know, the 6 days of this salad even if <laughs> even if you make one batch for yourself. You're still going to work through it over the course yeah. of those those six days. So that have, is champagne bean salad. I have a question. You said you left out the cilantro. And mm-hmm. as soon as you said that, I was wondering, are there any other fresh herbs that you might sub for cilantro that you think would work with this? Like, I don't know, a dill or um, what, do you, what would you or is it just yeah. cilantro or nothing? No, like I don't think dill would work. I don't know why, but that was my immediate. I was like, no. Okay. No, you've had the salad, um, so you would know. Oh, so, yeah. So I feel like maybe you could do. Maybe basil? Yep. Possibly basil. Oregano. Parsley. Oregano. oregano. Maybe mm. maybe one of one of those, I think, could be possible. Parsley um, has a, a kind of a yeah. sharp, pungent note. Sort of a bright. Oh, yeah. 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 Again, it's it's I forget probably, about parsley. <laughs> it adds like a little bit of Everyone that green does. taste and a little a little flash of color. So yeah. that is the nice thing about adding mm. it. Marjoram. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> marjoram <laughs> tastes like it's like a mystery to me. Marjoram. Uh, <laughs> oh, now I'm wondering thyme. That has a bright yeah. flavor. Maybe. Uh-huh. It does. Okay. Well, if I if I try any of these, yeah, I had to start yeah. over with my herb garden after we moved, so they're all too puny to harvest. But if I try any, I'll let you know. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Juniper berries. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool. I would just like to point out that if I were a superhero, I think my top power would be powerful syrup. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be my signature uh-huh. move is powerful serum. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Please you draw a picture trap of that. All the criminals and then leave the scene. <laughs> and the, the police show up. They're like, ah, oh, powerful serious. <laughs> the city's crime free, but it is also oh. sticky, and there are ants. <laughs> Your cape have one of those syrup containers for my, my cape would just it. be like a straight up like waffle <laughs> <laughs> nice. waffle girl that would be my superhero name and my top my finishing move would be powerful syrup, powerful syrup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on that note i guess mm-hmm. i should probably go now i yeah. think you're all warmed up you I, am. <laughs> I am now that we're now that we've talked ourselves to death about vegetables it's time to get interesting <laughs> We did do that. Well, we're always complaining that Lutheran potlucks are a little light on the healthy veggie foods. And so we're trying, we're actively trying to fix that. However, we have absolutely had our vegetables. So Brie, (laughs) give us something delicious. We've eaten our veggies. We deserve it. Okay. So full disclosure, I have been busy as a bee and just between the commute back and forth to St. Charles and just getting adjusted to life like two months before my husband's vicarage is even over, right? (laughs) I realized last evening that I did not prepare my Mm -hmm. dish for... We've all been there. We have Iron ladle Uh challenge. So this is a shout out to all of the people who realized the night before that Mm -hmm. they have a potluck the next day and they don't know what they're doing. That's right. All you moms, all you P-dubs, all you V-dubs, all of them. All of them. Save us, Brie. Yeah. So... (laughs) I I think this is a bit of an interesting choice, but <laughs> I don't think that it will steer you wrong. I also serve this at Thanksgiving. So oh, all right. Put this one in your little recipe book. Mm-hmm. So you ever go to those Mexican restaurants where they serve you like just big piles of Mexican food and then they put like like they add insult to injury and they just put like this tiny little scoop of like corn casserole <gasps> I love on that your corn plate. Casserole. Yeah. I am in love with that. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to learn how to make that. So I feel like this would be a fitting side for any sort of cookout, especially like a barbecue, like straight up if you're Mm -hmm. doing like ribs or pulled pork or something like that. I feel like this is a big, big win for for a barbecue meal. So this is from... TheWickedNoodle.com. This is my go-to every <laughs> okay. year. It's, it's relatively easy. It's relatively cheap. And here it is. So what you're going to want to have with you is a box of Jiffy Corn Muffin Mix. Oh, love that one stuff. One egg, mm-hmm. a quarter cup of melted butter, Oh, a can of creamed corn, mm-hmm. yes. a can of Whole kernel corn drained. Mm-hmm. Make sure you drain that. Yep. Drain well, in fact. <laughs> Anywhere from one third to one half cup sugar, nice. depending on your taste. You know where I'm at on that life. <laughs> and then a pinch of salt. So basically what you do is you put all of that stuff in a bowl and you like get it all incorporated, mix it together. You want to put it in a one and a half to two quart baking dish. For about what is it? Three oh at three fifty, preheated to three fifty. 
for about 25 to 30 minutes. Now, the biggest challenge in this recipe is determining full doneness because mm. after 30 minutes, the middle is still going to have a jiggle to it. Mm. It's still going to have a jiggle. Do you want it to still have a bit of a jiggle? When you open your oven and there's still a bit of a jiggle in the middle, mm -hmm. it, you're still good because what it's going to do is when you take it out and let it sit for about uh, five to ten minutes, it's going to firm up in the middle. Uh, gotcha. So don't be fooled. If it uh -huh. doesn't look done, it should still, uh, the and it shouldn't be the whole thing. Like, okay. Let's be clear. The whole okay. thing should not be jiggling. Uh -huh. It's like the pies are the same way, too. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you take a pie out when the middle is still a little jiggly. Yeah, so it's, if, it it's, if it's jiggled, yeah. it's fine. You take it out. You let it cool down for mm -hmm. five to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that this is something you have to serve piping hot. Mm -hmm. It's something you could make the day before. But, yeah, that's it's corn casserole, and it's delicious. That Super sounds easy. wonderful. That does. Mm -hmm. I love this dish and I look forward to it at, well, church dinners especially because mm -hmm. it often shows or some variation yeah. on it shows up. You're and right. I've tried making it at home and it's one of those things I just get to eat the whole thing if I do that, which is wonderful in its own yes. way. But boy, is it nice if somebody else makes it and brings it. And I get to have just the right amount for me yes. uh, and, <laughs> yes. and don't have to worry about trying to talk anybody else into eating something that is it's just not going to happen. Sometimes I just want to go to Chi Chi's or what I think yeah. they serve it there. They, they served it at like Casa Gallardo, too. Mm -hmm. Back when that was a thing. I don't know what that is. I kind of so it was, it's like one of those Mexican chain restaurants that you. Go to. I don't You're looking at me like in Michigan. Entire terror on <laughs> yeah, your I face. I think it might even be like a misery. It might just be a St. Louis thing. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, I don't even know what to compare it to at this point. But anyway, I wish to just go there sometime and be like, mm -hmm. just give me the corn casserole and keep it coming. Like that's <laughs> all I want right now. Yeah. Jiffy mix is me. it is an amazing ingredient. Oh it's, Tell me uh, about it's it. It's actually made in Michigan. So, you know, hey! um, <laughs> but it's it's just a wonderfully versatile kind of starter well, for a whole lot of different things. Yeah. And this sort of recipe, those those are basically all things that you could just keep in your pantry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Have on hand when you're like, oh, I need to do this. Yep. You've got you don't have to actually go out and get anything fresh. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Have some eggs, but. For sure, yeah, for sure. Things, yeah, and if I mean, if you have the time and yeah. you're you're in need of a dinner side yeah. dish, but you've ha you've got thirty to forty minutes, which not many people do, mm -hmm. obviously. <laughs> well, and let's let's go ahead and I feel like I have felt this before, where I get stuck, where I realize the night before or the morning of that, oh, it's potluck Sunday and <laughs> I don't have it, and I'm like, oh, what can I what can I get? You know, I mean, it is it is okay to to bring the bag of chips. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's I have what a bonus I was gonna recipe. ask. When as soon oh, as you started shit. talking about how crazy your week is, I was like, okay, yeah. we need to. We're assuming that everybody remembers it ahead of time, and yeah. you know, has a working kitchen. So I wanted to yeah. ask each of you, what is your go to thing that you grab mm. off the shelf if you just remembered on the way to church? Oh dear, it's picnic oh, day. Great. What do you grab and what do you never grab? Well, for me, if if I have the time that I can, I don't 
sometimes I have it in my freezer. If not, I will like, I, if I don't have something that I can pull off the shelf and I have time, I might swing by the grocery store to pick up what I would be bringing, but that would be a, a bag of frozen vegetables and a stick of butter. Oh, and mm. <laughs> yeah, I just cook those at church and mix in the butter and they taste like a truly amazing side. And mm-hmm. yep. then you've got an extra vegetable. Does it for um, me. Shout out to frozen vegetables, by the so way. The fro- They're a lifesaver. Yeah, frozen vegetables <laughs> and a stick of butter. And Aldi has some really amazing frozen veggies that right. are super simple. Just throwing mm. that out I there. Mean, <laughs> but <laughs> even just... Peas and carrots. Well, yeah. You toss in some butter with that and yep. they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. that's probably my, if I'm going to bring something that is minimal preparation, like truly minimal preparation, that's what I do. Yep. I yeah. would probably not be able to bring anything off my shelf because I basically don't have a pantry anymore because mm. I can't eat anything out of cans and boxes. <laughs> However, I would also probably swing by the bazillion grocery stores that we pass on the way to church and grab a gigantic watermelon and bring mm. a big knife. That's mm. what I'm saying. The watermelon. Cut up the watermelon. because yep. nice. I love watermelon and it's super easy and the yeah. kids love it. Yeah. And I love it. Right. <laughs> you know what? You can't go wrong with a pre-made taco dip from the grocery oh, store. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Grab one of those. Yep. Grab a bag of tortilla chips. Yep. And it's on. Right. Yep. It's going down. Right. For me, yeah, I'm right. I'm sort of with Sarah. I'm going to be grabbing if I hopefully I grab this. I'll be grabbing a paring knife as I leave the house and picking up a bag of apples Ooh. on the way. And that because so many of the veggie dishes are very grown up friendly and we mm-hmm. love them. But the kids yep. are just going to basically be eating meat and potato chips. Um, yep. And so if you can have a platter of apple slices ready to go, then that's something yep. that's an easy grab for yep. moms and yep. kids. I also, and this, I wouldn't do this if it were an outdoor in the sun kind of thing, but I love grabbing some spinach artichoke dip mm. and either a, a loaf of like pumpernickel or a bag of pita chips or something. And that yeah. that is just such, it's a treat for me. And if there's leftovers, yay, I'll take them home. But that's yeah. if I need something that's more substantial yeah. than apples. Probably the one thing in I, the rye bread bowl. <laughs> the one thing I would not bring mm-hmm. is supermarket potato salad. Because mm. you know that somebody at church is going to have made some from scratch. And you, there's just no competing with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> Don't insult people. Uh, True. Don't do it. Well, so that's the other thing, though. I feel like I want to just emphasize it really is okay to not bring something to a potluck. That's true. It's okay. You can still go and you don't have to feel guilty. This is um, a bold claim, I feel like. There's I know, always I know, so much food. Always, <laughs> and we're always telling visitors, like, oh, no, please come. You can come to the potluck. It'll be fine. You can you can own that yourself. If I mean, I'm not saying make it a habit to never bring anything to a pop <laughs> But You're honestly, you that total freeloader. Uh, <laughs> you find yourself in that time where you're like the the morning of or the night before, and you're just you're you are stretched thin, and you do not have the capacity to swing by the grocery store. Like I can make it to church, and that's what I got. And that's okay. Go to church. And go to the yeah. potluck 
Yes. And enjoy eating with your brothers and, and sisters. And lean on the grace of Jesus. Exactly. So much it's grace. Okay. And there's nothing more tragic than people, you you say, hey, there's a potluck. Can I see you there? And they say, oh, I forgot to bring something, so I'm just going home. No, don't no. go home. Exactly. Go to the potluck. The just come. Just come. Go to that potluck, girl. Yeah. It's true. Go to yeah. it. We showed up at Village on pa- uh, church picnic day and that's why we joined the church that's i mean not really but kind of me. <laughs> i love that that's the that's the way to join a church that's Visit the way you church is on picnic days yeah pro tip <laughs> yep yes yeah. is that, so that's, is that all that's we have? what we got for our iron picnics. ladle challenge picnic oh, and so sides galore side dish fest. i want to compliment all of us actually on i went grocery shopping today and it hurt because inflation is making yeah. everything twice as expensive. And I thank you, ladies. All of you gave me recipes that I feel like I could make for a big group without having to take out a mortgage. Um, yeah, absolutely. It is really helpful to dig back, especially into those vintage recipes, to look for things that mm-hmm. people were making to feed a crowd back when maybe all the nice foodie options that we have today weren't around and you can you can totally t- take something simple and make it special um, yep mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. vegetables are underrated day. <laughs> uh, ladies I hope you're hungry now and <laughs> as ready for church picnic season as we all are Bring it. because oh man <laughs> the amount of side dish is going on right now it's amazing we would love to know your favorite side dish for a cookout church picnic a barbecue We want to know. So you can share those with us in our Facebook group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. We'll be asking for them or you can just share a picture and whatever because we love to talk about food all the time. Mm. You can also share those with us on Instagram. You can tag us at Lutheran Ladies Lounge and we'll share those into our story. If you have a favorite recipe, you can also sign up for our e-newsletter. goes out once a month. If you don't have Facebook or Instagram or you just like getting us in your inbox, you can sign up for that newsletter. Find those details in the show notes for this episode. Or you can send us an email, lutheranladies at kfuo.org, and we'll get you signed up for that newsletter. You can find all of our episodes at kfuo.org slash lounge, or on the KFUO radio app or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm going to be farting it up in here pretty soon. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. (laughs) I knew it. And for the first time today, I'm glad I'm in Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Am I that predictable? Yes! I was waiting for the fart joke. (laughs) I'm good for it. KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast are underwritten in part by Ad Crucem. Visit them online at adcrucem.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Oh, the crankle of chips. Everybody loves chips.